but you also have a whole orchestra playing. <laughs> yeah. And effectively launching and one, spit. one dude that was just, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be like Jesus or something right at the beginning, getting um, lowered into the orchestra pit. And then it began just to play. Wasn't even important. I don't remember that. It was right at the beginning. Oh, man. That's like how it started. That was before you even saw the weekend. Mm, Mr. Oh. End? No, Mr. Week. End is his father. <laughs> <laughs> right. Terraria. You mean the game Terraria? We haven't yes. even gotten to announcing the head. We haven't even welcomed anybody. Welcome, bitches. It's headlines time. Done. We'll cut that to the beginning. <laughs> what if that was the beginning? Oh, no. I know. Then this backfired horribly. We should hey, welcome headlines. Everybody. Welcome to everybody. Yay. <laughs> it's our record-setting episode, actually, because this is the most Nanner news we've done in a row. You're so right. We've never done any more Nanner news than this before in one year's time. Yeah, this is number 19. It sure is. Mm-hmm. This is the most recent episode. It's also the biggest right number now. I can count to. So yeah. That's an improvement. Yeah. It's going to be mm-hmm. real confusing next week. Starting next week, it's going to be Nander News XX. And then XX, we're going to Roman numeral it. That's great because I'm practicing shapes. So, yeah. <laughs> Just Nander News <laughs> Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> The artist formerly known as Nanonews will just be a symbol for a while. Just banana peel. <laughs> we already are a symbol. Yeah, it's behind you even. Mm-hmm. It is. There's three of them. So there we're gonna get. Uh, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna move on from that Hardy intro into our. Headlines, right? Yeah, sure. and so uh, for those of you that enjoyed the Super Bowl this uh, past uh, maybe a weekend or so ago, depending, it was a really good one, and it was held in a stadium. You know what multiple stadiums together are called? Stadia. Oh, you know, funny you bring that up. I have stadium-based news. Nice. Yeah. So stadium. Hopefully, it's not terrible. God. Can't be any more terrible than that. It <laughs> uh, <laughs> wasn't good, Greg. I'm just going to say it. So that wasn't great. So Stadia, everyone's favorite redheaded stepchild yeah, of the gaming that, world. That Google's probably going to kill it. Still couldn't point. tell you what it looked like. If you put a piece of paper in front of me right now and said, draw Stadia, or I'm going to kill you. Oh. <laughs> well, good news is the, a, a Stadia is not a thing. Oh. I can give you a Stadia <laughs> controller because I have one. I could certainly draw the controller. It's just like an Xbox one, but white. Sure. Kind of, it's like if Xbox controller and a PlayStation controller had a baby. And, and then and and it was then, awful. And then they abandoned that baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically Because it. it couldn't connect to anything. So Stadia uh, was going to get one of the one of the greatest games the past couple of years, one of the most popular games, Terraria. It's on everything else. They're going to port a streaming version over to Stadia. Um, <laughs> That's since been canceled. Which is really unfortunate because <laughs> Terraria has a massive fan base. It does, and it's yep. hilarious as to why it got canceled. As the one of the head developers, Andrew Spinks, has been locked out of his Google accounts for over three weeks. As of and that's this why it's being canceled. He can't get into his Drive, his YouTube ch- account. He can't get into his Gmail. He can't get into anything. So he's like, "Fuck you, Google." Not until you get my shit undone. He bought Lord of the Rings in 4K and couldn't watch it. That sucks. And from a quote from 
Mr. Spinks here. It was a quote, I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Well, somebody better fucking get their head out of their ass and get that uh, too fixed. Late. It, it's it's he's it's gone three weeks, and now he decided to make it public, and now he's furious. Like people can fix it, but going through the normal channels, they have he just. To be fair, that kind of stuff though, like if you've ever dealt with anybody when it comes to being locked out of your account and not being able to get in, it is fucking terrible. Like, have you ever had to deal with Microsoft trying to get into an account that you don't have access to the email on anymore? No, but the funny part... Like, oh, the, it's terrible. The crazy part is it sounds like it's stuff he uses on a regular basis. Which really begs the question, why the fuck is he locked out? That's why he's so upset. They won't yeah. tell him. So it'd be like he forgot his password too many times in a row, and then they just wouldn't let him reset it. But no, something to the point where they're shutting down everything, including even access to his that's, apps, is egregious. That's a little... Like, so you've done something bad. Yeah, right. Google thinks you've done something very bad. Yeah. Right, so it's... it's it, it is or somebody just doesn't want so, that to happen. So while we wait for the answers to that to be cracked open, we're going to move on to something else that has been cracked open, and it's our good friend, Sidiper. <laughs> I was trying so hard for, what, one episode or two to not bring them up again. Nope, we, but here we are again. We've been good for a while. We haven't needed to for a little bit. For like a week. So CD, yeah. CDPR has been cyberpunked. Uh, <laughs> they're, They've been hacked. They have been hacked open via ransomware. They published... Their response alongside a text document they found left in their server. Uh, the hacker put, quote, uh, you've been epically pwned, which <laughs> is great. That sounds like real hacker man right there. Uh, he, The hacker claims to have docs of accounting, admin, HR, investor relations, uh, the source code of Cyberpunk, Witcher 3, Gwent, and an unreleased version of the Witcher 3. Uh, what? He is saying he's going to release those. He has encrypted their main server, but it, even he admits, like, you probably have backups. Like, you, that probably won't bother you. Um, so he's asking for a ransom. CDPR is not paying it and is prepared for information to be leaked, and apparently they're already kind of covering their bases and talking to whoever they need to talk to about the information that's probably going to get out. No, yeah, that is going to get out. Now they're just preparing to, for damage control. Which is kind of what they've been doing. Well, yeah, they're good at damage control. Yeah, they're, they're so like, you know, good this at is damage nothing control. compared to what we've been going through, so bring it. Right. <laughs> to be fair, though, this is like, oh, it's just one more nail in the coffin for them. This is the last thing that they fucking needed. If if there's, like, internal documents of them knowing the shit wasn't ready be for, bad. for Cyberpunk. That'd be real bad. That would not be good. Because, like, the whole, a, a, after everything kind of came to light about how bad the game was, there it was, became very, very, very apparent that there was a massive communication divide between the developers that were actually making the game and the senior leadership making the decisions. There was such a disconnect between the where these people were at and where leadership wanted them to be. And they were like, no, nah, fuck it, here we are. Yeah, no, that that is... Uh, I'm, I'm curious of where in the hell that's going to go. Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty sticky situation. Not um, quite as sticky as those situations that our good friends over at EA get into, though. They they've gotten into them themselves quite a uh, quite a gluey situation. Uh, indeed, as yes. as they often do. Uh, EA. I hate this. Yeah, that's okay. Good. Welcome. To, this is the your your yours the, was just as bad before. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> uh, you just used it again, so I've been validated. He's, that's true. You did validate him, though. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Stop it. Uh, EA is going to buy Glue Mobile. I'm so excited because if they can finally make Diner Dash into a series, like <laughs> just 2K, 
two K downer. They're buying Glue Mobile for two point four billion dollars. Which billion is insane. Glue Mobile, uh creating such classics as Kim Kardashian Hollywood. And Diner Dash. <laughs> and Diner Dash and kind of any of the other terrible celebrity games. They made a Gordon Ramsay game. Um and it's awful. Uh, <laughs> I mean they're mobile games. Well, yeah. EA has no mobile presence, so this is probably their attempt to True. But Plus, we know how much EA loves microtransactions. Yes, that's do. all the games are. They, they have admitted say, that they don't have them, which is a good thing because microtransactions is just what mobile games are, especially from Glue. They they're they're free to play, microtransaction heavy. They're, they're free to play, pay to win. Uh, EA has said they want to get more into microtransactions. Of course, they to do, do that. <laughs> Glue is going to continue to operate independently, but now they'll have access to EA's library of IPs. To be um, fair, that could potentially be solid, assuming they want to go the route of trying to get away from microtransactions. Because that's one thing I've always said about mobile games. I would love to see that become like a more legitimized gaming platform, but it's just not ways to make money off of kids. It's not. It's not going to get any better with Glue and EA. Two of the I know. Two of arguably the worst companies doing it are now working together. For I it. know. Unfortunately, is what it is. Though that is not. Uh, not going to happen, and the it of all it, the mobile apps, it's to, for that to happen too. It's only going to get worse over time, and the clock is ticking. Mobile apps, TikTok. It's TikTok. I ruined that one, but it's fine. I hope you choke on that water. Oh, but that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so TikTok has announced that they have a deal with Universal Music Group. They have an alliance now, is what they've said. A whole alliance? Good well, God. It's it's this whole saga that we've been talking about about users, you know, having licensed music in their videos. So TikTok has partnered with UMG um, that promises compensation for recording artists and songwriters when their songs are used on TikTok. And oh they can boy. also incorporate uh, clips from their full catalog of music. Um and TikTok has some has had similar deals, in, you know, recently with Sony and and Warner and and uh, Merlin, and um, I think it has Prince's entire catalog as well. Um, so they have a lot of stuff. Uh, the most, the uh, the most. Uh, I, I haven't had a chance to look at UMG's catalog. Uh, so I looked to go try to pick up. Oh, like what are some notable examples? UMG is goddamn massive. Oh, I have oh, no really? doubt. They they own Interscope, Geffen, uh, Def Jam. Oh wow! Like it's I I couldn't even. There were so too many to pick. Are they? Have they come to a, a arrangement to pay the artists or the labels? Uh, both. It says recording artists and songwriters. I mean, technically, which is ultimately going to be the label. Well, and yeah. that's that's fair. But I I really want to see the artists get. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, it's really bad, but like, not through UMG, it'd be a no. lot cooler if that's what it was. I know it can't be just because of the way the music industry is, right. but <clears throat> that's a whole nother story. Yeah, but no, it I mean, is good that that TikTok is trying to trying to take care of their influence. But it also shows there, that so. the music business loves TikTok. The music business sees how important this kind of platform is, so that they're willing to make these deals. Oh yeah, TikTok absolutely blew up. Yeah, I mean. It's, I mean Unreal. Isn't that because we've seen Lil Nas X explode? Yeah. We've seen He's Megan, crazy popular right we've now. We've seen Megan the Stallion absolutely explode. Mm -hmm. 
we've seen other examples insert here explode. It's I mean, <laughs> uh, to be fair though, like there are th- millions are. of examples. Yeah. Yep. Of, but are there billions of examples? No. I, the only thing that there's billions of there's a are lot dollars of- that Tesla put into Bitcoin. <laughs> I thought you were going to break that down a little bit better, like maybe bit by bit. No. I mean, that. these are all bad. But Tesla today <laughs> just actually, was it today? I, no, it was a couple I days. think they announced it. They, yeah, they announced it. So uh, recently. Tesla recently purchased $1.5 billion in Bitcoin with the intention of, one, diversifying their portfolio a bit, which... Makes sense. A bit, which is though. wild that like they go, oh, one point five billion. Let's diversify. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair though, like it has a lot of other other benefits, which they talked about. They wanted to be able to make it so you can actually use cryptocurrency to purchase a Tesla, which has never before been done <laughs> can, before. I'm sorry. Can we get a more 21st century sentence? Uh, use, Musk did it. So use, there you go. Use your <laughs> digital money to buy an electric car that plays yeah. The Witcher while you're driving. I mean, what more could you really ask for, honestly? But in doing so, they did cause the Bitcoin stock price to skyrocket. I think the high was 46000 they, right. they They had mentioned that. At the time of the article that we found, it was forty four. But mm-hmm. but still, it, it went crazy. And that just goes to show you how much Elon Musk fucking influences the market. Yeah, but I think you're going to see other companies follow suit. I mean, really, if you look at things like, especially like Coinbase, they've really established an exchange for this. Mm-hmm. And it's True. kind of, even. It, it's still volatile, but it's not as volatile as it used to be. But it's stabilized by, quite but a bit. But by nature, it's a volatile currency. It's not well, it's regulated. it's an unregulated currency. Yeah, so. which... But I think you might see, you know, and, and again, I mean, one of Apple's biggest um, bulls came out and said they need, they should buy it. They should buy, you know, $5 billion in it and, you know, establish it as a part of use in their wallet. Um, so you should see, you know, and if Apple gets into it with the way, you know, with their security and that mm. kind of thing and, and, and further, you know, shoring up the, the exchange itself, who knows? Right. I mean, and that's that's just one thing that all the major companies are really looking to do when it comes to the crypto market is they're really just looking to find different ways to generate money and, and mm-hmm. to protect their assets and things like yep. that. And and just new ways to monetize their business and everything. And and that's one thing that Twitter was actually just recently talking about was yeah that, one, that was probably the best one of the night. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, the best one of the series. But so Twitter has. They recently came out and said that they're exploring different ways to monetize the platform. Um, they have a couple of different ways out currently with, uh, I'm going to butcher it. It was like TwitDeck or Twitter Deck or something Tweet like that. TweetDeck. That's what it is. Be older. No. <laughs> but, um, which is, it's basically the way that they're exploring is to have a, they quote it as a ad-free uh viewing experience with it and i know me and you had had a discussion about it whether that's going to include boosted posts versus straight up advertisements because they are different and the platforms do tend to see them differently um so it's they're very much in the exploration phase when it comes to something like that nothing's been confirmed no legitimate details have been confirmed other than they are exploring the possibility of other monetization options for the platform so we'll probably get some news on that later on in the year as well. We'll probably we get news continue. on it. Yeah, I'm hoping we get news on it sooner than later. They just reported their earnings, so hopefully we'll get some more information on that. But I personally would love to see it if we could like 
let me let me pay for like TweetDeck or something, mm-hmm. and let me opt out of like the ad posts, not necessarily the sponsored posts, but the random just ads. Like, I don't need to see an ad for True Green in my timeline. Which is fair. I mean, it's the same thing with most social media platforms. They have their sponsored posts and then their ads and. I'm agreeing with you. I don't want to see the ads. The sponsored posts I'm not necessarily against because typically those sponsored posts are things that are tailored towards what I like to look at anyways, so I'm not inherently against it. But when I do see ads for businesses only located in Florida, that's kind of annoying because I can't do anything with that. Plus, I just don't like seeing ads. Yeah. Hopefully, they can be better. I wouldn't if they if they get this whole cost thing down properly. It might be interesting, mm. but they really really got to work. Uh, they got to walk a uh, a fine line here. Agreed. They they have to be open to <laughs> open to change. And one thing that hasn't been very open to change is Apple and Siri. And now with the uh, the new iOS, I believe fourteen point five update, you'll be able to uh, change music services. Now explain what that means for somebody who doesn't understand it. So like normally on stupid Apple things like the stupid iPhone, if you want to play something stupid like music on its stupid shit, you have to like ask it to do it on something other than stupid iTunes. Yeah. So, so normally you'd have to be like, hey, Siri, play Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on Spotify. Every single time. Every single because time. Apple doesn't let you change anything in it to a default app other than one made by Apple. Mm-hmm. That's Now really the rumor is... Annoying. With 14.5, once you say it the first time, it'll default to that app. So if you say play it on Spotify, it'll default to Spotify. Wow. And this is something, they've done this, you know, a few months ago, they allowed you to change your default email and browser apps. And now there's, you know, you could change it to, you know, change your default music service. And I think they're doing this because one of the biggest criticisms of, of their little HomePod thing was that it worked phenomenally with Apple Music, but... With not with anything else, right? Um, Most people don't use Apple Music, right? With other like you could buy a twenty dollar pod that works with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're loosening up that one to trusted ones. So you'll probably get options, you know, like Spotify, Spotify, YouTube Music, things like that. Pandora, if it's still a thing, I think so. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so that uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because Apple's dumb. Um, yeah, you do love Apple, but yeah. So we'll lot. see. You know, it'll it'll start. You know, it'll hopefully when it rolls out on fourteen point five. If it does, you'll see it on the new iPad and that kind of thing. So it's something that you know, it'll be nice. You know, something that you can you don't have to ask it a whole lot of times. You know, it's something that you can feel secure about. You know, yeah. like when you have a good password, unless you forget that password. Mm. This um, might be my favorite story of the night, <laughs> which is what happened to uh, a guy in Germany. Yes, there was a. Should we call him a hacker? No, he didn't no. hack anything. True, he didn't hack anything. He was a fraudulent individual. I don't know how. I don't know what to call this guy. The the articles keep calling him a fraudster. Okay, so we'll just call him a fraudster to stick with the articles. Right. So basically, backstory: Mister Fraudster uh, was secretly installing software on uh, clients' computers. Uh, and what the software did is it used the resources of the computer to farm Bitcoin uh, to do bi- uh, basically crypto mining. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he collected all of that in the, the crypto wallet with the hash keys and all that. And he, uh, at the time, he had originally netted roughly 600,000 U.S. dollars because mm-hmm. this, this happened in Germany. Um, and he was arrested and they tried him for whatever 
whatever the charge was in Germany. I'm not too sure. But again, fraud fraudster is what they're calling him. So something mm-hmm. along those lines. Yep. Um, and two he, years, two years in prison. Yep, mm-hmm. he served two, a two-year sentence for that, and then he has now been released. And the whole time he was in jail, the prosecutors and everybody involved with it had they have his wallet, the crypto wallet with all of the money, which is now at the time of the article being written is worth like sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. It is absurd, and I I believe the article was written before Elon's. Bitcoin boost. Yep. So I think it's closer to eighty million. Yeah, now. it's probably about eighty million dollars now. Mm. Um, and they keep asking him for the password, and he won't give it to them. <laughs> so when when quoted the the prosecutor Sebastian, I'm going to butcher the name, so forgive me. But prosecutor Sebastian Muir told Reuters that we asked him, but he didn't say. We asked him, but he didn't say. Perhaps he doesn't know. Perhaps he doesn't know. <laughs> He's so, so sneaky. <laughs> like that's just it. They're just like they. They're like we've made it so he can't get it, but neither can we. But neither can right. we. But so. and because they're just going to put the money into their treasury because it wasn't stolen for anyone in particular. It wasn't stolen at all. Right. So it's not like they, there's no victims to give it back to. Right. So they're just going to confiscate the money. Right. So he's sitting there. He very well may know the password, but he's like ah, probably not- does because it's just an encryption key. He just has to give them. Yeah. So like it's like meh. I don't want to give him my password. And it's like, well, you can't have it, so neither can I. Because the the people who kept him in jail for two years, he gets to go, nah. I'm stopping you from getting 60 to $80 million yeah. because nah. I say so. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't feel like uh, letting you have it, so no. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Agreed. Um, Salad robots. <laughs> I don't have a segue. <laughs> there yeah. isn't a good one coming from that story to this one. Nope. So uh, DoorDash <laughs> has bought a salad robot company called Chowbotics. <laughs> a great name for okay. a robot company. Remember when I asked for a 21st century sentence? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's Chowbotics pretty good. is a startup that makes uh, salad vending machines, but they don't just make salads. They can make poke bowls. They can make parfaits. <gasps> A parfait? Um, yeah. Oh. I am curious what accent you're both going for. Here. I was doing my best to copy Greg. And the idea behind <laughs> it is that potentially that these robotic machines can be used in ghost kitchens. Ooh. Fancy kitchens with no people? Kits. Sort of. Sort of. They are um, kitchens and restaurant locations that are strictly delivery with no dine-in options. So, like, oh, okay. Tyga has done it with his food. Mr. Beast did it with his Mr. Beast burgers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of people are doing it, just utilizing kitchen space that otherwise goes unused. Right, and just no dine-in, just straight up. Like, you can either come get it or it's being delivered. That's just the way it is. Most of them are exclusively delivery. I mean, that's probably a good thing, yeah. truthfully, but... <clears throat> and it's pretty neat. Yeah. Dare I say... Delicious? A little, well, I was going to say a little weird, but... Yeah. Oh, you're doing a segue. I'm doing a segue. I'm doing a terrible job today. <laughs> Terrible. Oh. It's time for... Weird News of the Week. Great weird job. Weird News. Um, Tyler, you're starting off. Give yes. me the crazy bullshit. Um, so, there's a, a YouTuber, goes by the name of... Chris YouTuber. Zip. Oh. He's not the same guy that did the Pokemon and the Twitter handle. I don't think so. Right. I have no idea. That guy um, was dope. So he bought an NVIDIA GT710. Nice. That's an old fucking graphics Did card. someone pay him to take it? No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But it, the card itself was $40 in 2016. Yeah, it's a old, not super good graphics card. So he discovered that having that run, 
in playing Horizon Zero Dawn, it let him scale down the graphics far enough to where it would run the game. Oh my god, it, it actually runs pretty solid. Yes, at 128 by 72. Which you called stunning. Yeah. Which usually is not the term you use for 128 by <laughs> No, I am by stunned that that runs. So he got it, uh, this video that I'm watching right now is 72p. He killed a thing. 256 by 144 is the resolution, and it looks so pixelated, but it does run really fucking smooth. Yeah, you can't see how much ammo you have. No, not at all. <laughs> you, you can read. kind of tell that you have a bow equipped, which is neat. <laughs> just uh, just for funsies, the native resolution on some other things. A Game Boy Advance has a 240 by 160 screen, so that <laughs> yes. would have been a better resolution. Yeah, slightly, but oh, it would have been. A TI-84 Plus CE has a 320 by 240. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a graphing calculator, oh, correct? Oh, sure well, is. He said that the <laughs> Intel in his ThinkPad was more powerful than the NVIDIA. Yes, because <laughs> the person, the individual who wrote the article on The Verge wanted to see if he could run it, but his his onboard graphics were too powerful to get it that low because the Jesus. game scales to what you have. So if you have something powerful... Like, It'll run kind of at the power level you have. Yeah. But since that GPU is just such garbage. <laughs> it was like, no, nah, you don't want to use this. Right. So we had that running at 128 by 72. Jesus Christ. Which is hilarious. I, I imagine we're going to see. That's so chunky. I imagine we're going to see a couple other games come from this guy just to see what they look like if they scale properly. So, uh, see, the thing is, some games won't be able to do that very well. I, I'm surprised no. that Horizon even could get as low as it did because that's a pretty graphically intensive game. Well, when you have nine pixels on screen, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I think at that point, if anyone wants to run anything else, they're going to have to mod the game. And it's a good thing the mod community is perfectly fine with doing everything they're doing. Isn't that right, that's Greg? That's sure correct. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, about 10 or 11 days old, but uh, CDPR <laughs> has shut down a cyberpunk mod that lets players have sex with Keanu Reeves. So much sex with Keanu Reeves. And, of, I mean, of course, people would be able to... You know, would would do that. So. I mean, it's my favorite mod. But so. it's it's hosted on Nexus mods and it allowed players to basically swap character skin textures onto other models. And Johnny Silverhand is one of those skins that can be put onto a joy toy or a sex bot in the game. Um, now the it's not really the best because the character remains dressed and doesn't have Keanu's voice because it has the joy toys voice line. So it just looks like Keanu. Just let it happen. Just let it. Happen. <laughs> But, yeah, so CDPR, on top of everything else... Don't say on oh. top of. <laughs> ...has got to stop players from getting on top of Keanu. Oh, God. I like how there was probably a phone call from Keanu's estate going, Hey. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if you know about this. I'm just going to get right to the quick here. People need to stop fucking Keanu. And they went... <laughs> Yeah, good point. Yeah, it's well, that fair. Was the thing is that people are like, you got, you, please, we don't have his permission for you to do that. Please stop. <laughs> you need to stop having sex with him. This is non-consent. He, he's been crying all week. Do you want to hear a crying Keanu? It's a yeah. heartbreak. So now you need his specific permission in order to do it. And I'm sure he will give it at some point. He probably will, because why the fuck not, right? But when uh, do you want me to come in and do the lines? <laughs> I would hope afterwards someone just modded in the fact the the clip you're breathtaking. <laughs> that would be epic. Oh man, yep, uh, man. Speaking of speaking of sex scenes, <laughs> Ryan, power tell paste. us about power paste. <laughs> wow. Well, that might be the worst one of the night. So, fun fact: it's power paste. Oh, stop it. <laughs> power paste has. 
nothing to do with sex at all and has a lot to do with scooters and motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, tomato, tomato. So Power Paste is a product that has been developed by the... I am going to fucking butcher this the name. The Fraunhofer Institute for Manufacturing Technology. Thank you, Greg. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, we are trying to get into the Bitcoin wallet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me loo up your scooter. There are nine people in Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the power paste. So the power paste is they developed this to effectively be an alternative use of hydrogen-based fuel. Now, hydrogen-based fuel typically works shockingly well but has to be very controlled because it's ridiculously explosive in a gaseous form what they've done with the paste is they were able to combine hydrogen and magnesium into a paste which has a energy yield or not a yield uh it was like an energy storage density yeah that's what it is by dr marcus vogt that's not how you pronounce Just it, I'm Frank, sure. One of these. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. Yes, good. <clears throat> but. <laughs> there it is. So it, it has an energy storage density of like 10 times stronger than what a normal hydrogen cell is, which is really good because hydrogen fuel cells in automotive industries are very expensive and very, very specific use case scenarios. And what their hope is with this is they can utilize it in more commercially and consumer-grade vehicles because it is so easy to make with magnesium and hydrogen being so common in our current environment, um, as well as the fact that the only additional thing you would need on the vehicle is an onboard water storage tank because it only stores half of the hydrogen required. So what it does is it takes the water from the storage tank and mixes with the paste, which is injected by a pump, and they, it they turns it in a cartridge and fed by a, a, a plunger. That's what it is. It's a yeah. syringe. Yeah. Is what that means. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. But the reaction of the water with the with this paste turns it into hydrogen gas, which will then power the vehicle. So it it's it has a lot of really interesting applications, but it's just weird that it's power paste. And that's just what they decided to fucking call it. <laughs> So here's hoping we'll start to see stuff like that in the future because it's super easy to make and very environmentally friendly. Yeah, because <laughs> the cool part is they can just sell it at gas stations. They don't need to make fuel exactly. Stations. Yeah, you won't have to see like a whole new uh, like uh, what, like an infrastructure build or anything yeah. like that. You just need to Put sell it, in- it at the gas stations like you normally do. Yeah, and the stuff breaks down at crazy high temps. So yeah, so what? you could leave it in a vehicle and it'll be fine. Or you could have it on you unless you plan on going somewhere that's 482 degrees. In which case, your power paste is the least of your concern. You will be power paste <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Pretty quickly. <laughs> Scooter's fine, but Ted's gone. Yeah, Ted, he is now powering the scooter, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, just, Reusable ew. energy. Yeah. Ted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was our weird news of the week. Thank sure you, everybody. Was, sure was, sure was, sure was. Nerd. It was weird. I'm so. Now a nerd. let's uh, move on to Greg Stock Minute, honey. Ooh. My stock minute. It is your stock minute, boy. Howdy. Today, stocks. We're going to talk about semiconductors <gasps> and how Again? much I love semiconductors. <laughs> Again. Again. Talk about them a lot. I you? do talk about them a lot. So. Uh, I will preface this by saying that I do own stock in AMD. I also have it. Micron and Mosis. 
I'm buying Moses. Which are the three that I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> Likely have it by So them. I really like how semiconductors are looking with the shortage. So I really like how AMD is looking, but also looking at Moses as a potential acquisition source. Um, they provide uh, semiconductor solutions that would be really valuable uh, to some of these companies. So uh, And Micron as well. Micron has been a company that I've, I've loved for many, many years, a semiconductor company. Um, and is one worth looking at uh, currently, you know, moving up towards probably the $100 range, just like AMD is. Uh, on the other side of things, I like uh, Sundial, which is a grower of marijuana. Marijuanas. Yep. Uh, just as an investment opportunity, not as a smoking opportunity, obviously. Mm, of uh, course. It is currently uh, up 80 cents. Wow. Yeah, it was below a dollar at one point. Those are numbers. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's going to be something that I think is going to be very nice. And I also, uh, yeah, uh, mm, let's see. Is there any other ones that are on my list? Um, How about GameStop? You think GameStop's looking good? Gosh, no. I don't own anything in that damn thing. That's I a think, shame. I think GameStop, uh, who <laughs> reports earnings at the end of the month, who boy. Um, I'm curious. Um, you can cut this out if you want. But Dogecoin. What are yeah. your thoughts on Dogecoin right now? Because Elon's been tweeting about it a lot. The crypto market's kind of going up right now. I think what are your Elon thoughts? has to be careful with how, how close he gets to market manipulation. I do. He think made that, a comment about that on a uh, uh, a chat group that that he's a part of. Yeah. He, uh, I, I do. I think cryptocurrencies as a whole are stabilizing in terms of their exchange. So I think they're worth looking into. I think the establishment. I think. They were far ahead of their time when they first came out. Bitcoin is something that I think is obviously the most well-known. And then you have things like Ethereum and Litecoin and, and um, Bitcoin Lite and now Dogecoin. Um, I think you'll see everything start to go up for sure. But I think the more peripheral ones like Dogecoin are not worth really looking at for now. Uh, just because I think they're going to sort of, as Bitcoin becomes sort of the standard bearer, it'll pull other ones sort of along with it. Yeah. So I think they'll they will they'll go up a lot slower. So I think maybe as a long term investment, maybe. Yeah. Depending, but it's so hard to sort of because they're unregulated to look at you know what type of returns you're going to get, what volatility you're going to get. So yeah. Um, if anything, right now I would say like go into Cash App and put like a hundred bucks in in Bitcoin and. See where it Just goes. watch it grow. Yeah, I don't yeah. own it, but go ahead. See where it goes. Yeah. Where it I do own Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin. And so. Doge. Doge yeah. coins. Don't you have some? I sure do. Of all you, of those. Yeah. You have all three of those. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Great. So that was our uh, stock minute. Uh, thank you for joining us on Nanner News 19. Join us next week for the record-breaking 20th Nanner News. Uh, but before that, join us on uh, Saturday for more uh, deep dive shenanigans. Yeah, get yourself a get yourself a distraction from the world and listen to our crazy distracting world of fantasy, violence, and stubbornness. And the the epic conclusion, I believe, of the Death House. Of the Death House, <gasps> is it not? Mm -mm. It's that, gonna be episode three. That will be eventually. The con it'll be the conclusion of that episode once you're done. So confusing. Yep. Time. <laughs> right. Remember, we're like in one episode that we haven't done yet. <laughs> Iron Chef. Elon Jeez. is president. Wow. Bezos is my daddy. <laughs> <laughs>